0: Welcome to Clickly Brands the World, the podcast that's entirely focused on digital and social media marketing for the real estate industry. We know that the future of success for the real estate professional is going to be based in branding and marketing. My name is Brian Cox, and our goal is to give you the tips and tools to help shortcut your way to successfully building a brand and getting great results faster. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Quickly Brands the World. I'd like to start by thanking our sponsor, uh, the Beauty of Toxin Free. If you want to provide your clients with an amazing closing gift that they'll love and actually use, check out Beauty of Toxin Free on Instagram and Facebook, and give the gift that'll help them turn their new house into a toxin-free home. All right, everybody, today we have a wonderful interview, an exciting early adopter in digital marketing. We have Sean right here with us today. Sean, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me
0: hey anytime and glad to absolutely glad to have you. So today what we're going to be doing is we're going to have the really amazing opportunity of talking to someone who has, you know, as an early adopter gotten into video very early and in multiple different channels. Uh, can really give us a lot of ideas and and thoughts around how we can, you know, start our digital strategy of course, but then expand it as we get even, you know, wider and wider reaches. So whether that be through things like podcasts, videos, lives, you know, some things you may not have even heard of today, you're going to have the Chance to actually talk to you, so let's just jump into it with some tips and tricks. So, Sean, again, thanks for being here. But I'm going to just hop on your first thing. How did you get into real estate?
1: Uh, so, when I was in high school, I worked for Sears and Roebuck in the hardware and lawn and garden department, and I had actually won several regional, state, district, national awards for sales. And so, I kind of wanted a bigger challenge in sales. And my family had been in real estate since 1975. So it kind of was just an easy transition, get my real estate license and jump right in. And I got a license at like 19 or 20 years old and I've been doing it ever since. Wow.
0: So whenever you first started, um, did you have a specific you know, goal in mind as far as what niche you wanted to be a part of or, or have you, you know, decided on a niche that's best for you
1: right now? Well, in my, in my 17, 18 years in the business, I, I, I don't really go niche wise. I just handle however, whatever my clients need. So if my clients want to buy a residential property, I represent them on the buyer's side. If they want to sell a residential property, I represent them on that side. If they want to do commercial, I help them with commercial. I just want to take care of my clients as they need fit. I don't want to have to pigeonhole myself into, hey, can you sell my house? Oh, no, sorry, I'm only a buyer's agent. I want to be able to take care of everybody.
0: Oh man, I'd say it's refreshing to hear that because there's so many, it feels like, you know, so-called gurus out there and they're preaching so many different things, but whenever it comes down to it, the most successful people that I tend to find are people who do exactly what you do and have that mindset is that you're there to help the clients, right? That's amazing. I love that. That's what it's all about. So let's move into the digital piece then. So from a digital marketing strategy perspective, what are some of the areas that you focus on? What, What do you do digitally?
1: Well, so I'm all over social media. Uh, the main ones, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, all of those. And I've added a lot of video, uh, targets. Also I do a internet show twice a week in my office with another realtor from office on Mondays and Fridays and we stream to 31 different websites all at once. And we get about a thousand viewers over the 31 websites every single episode. And so I'm doing that. We do a lot of video advertising, uh, face to face also.
0: So it's interesting that you're doing this, you know, so regularly and consistently, because I think that's going to really lead into, you know, the advice that I give to everyone. And I have a feeling you're going to give the same advice, but what are your thoughts on having a consistent drop schedule with your posts and your videos?
1: That's the only way to go is on social media, your cli- uh, your customers, your clients, the people that you're going after, your your target audience, they need to know when they can find you. So if they can get down to, Hey, I know for a fact, they're going to drop a video at this time, this day, every single week, or whatever your schedule is, that's the best thing for that's going to grow your traffic. That's going to grow your, your follows. It's going to grow your interaction and it's going to make sure you look like you're really, really active and put together. So if you're really, really active and put together on the internet, you're probably going to be really, really active and put together when they're using you to buy or sell a property.
0: I love that correlation of that because I think it's absolutely true. Um, so let's go back just a little bit, kind of into the beginning, because I know that you and I had spoken about this in the past. Um, you know, when did you get started with Facebook? You were you were an early adopter, and I love telling people this because some people <laughs> they're always like, "Oh, well, you know, it's been around forever, blah blah." But but you were an early adopter, right?
1: Yes, I was, when Facebook was just for colleges, what, 05, 06, uh, I was one of the people on it early on. And I kind of saw the the way to make it business related even back then. So you could send messages, you could put your house or whatever on the market, put little word ads. So you could kind of see the writing on the wall where it was going even way back then. So
0: you, you had the, the amazing, wonderful Opportunity to start early. A lot of people that's going to hear this podcast either they haven't started or they just started. So, what tip right now would you give to someone who is looking to improve or start their digital marketing strategy to be more successful?
1: Uh, When it comes to video, uh, just get past the thing about I don't want to be on video. Just record the video, even if you do it with your phone, the Galaxy, the Androids, and the iPhones. I use an iPhone they create pretty good videos. So just film the video. Unless you really, really catch yourself stumbling and tripping over yourself, just post it, walk away. Don't ever watch it. As soon as you post that video, do not go back and watch it because you'll be critiquing yourself. Uh, You look a lot more human and a lot more humble even when you're tripping over yourself and making mistakes than if you try to put some really, really finesse video out. So just, just do it. And it is, and I, just coming
0: from someone who's been a professional speaker for 17 years, it is really hard to have a put together, perfectly finessed video. I mean, that takes it takes not only does it take time and, and experience to a certain degree. I mean, you have to have someone who's really good at editing the video. You have to make sure your lighting is right and everything else. And and it never feels as genuine as just somebody coming on and speaking the truth to other people, right? Even if they trip over their words.
1: That's right. And it's and when you're doing a video on social media, people automatically relate to you and they more likely that they know they feel like they know you. So it's a lot harder to say no to somebody when they've seen your face and they can walk up to you in town and go, hey, I watch your videos every single week or I watch your videos on Mondays. And they know they know you because they watch your videos. So it's harder for them to say no when you're actually coming to them in a business role because they already see you. They like you. They know you. They trust you where if you're just writing stuff on social media, they don't know you. You're just writing words. When they see your face, it automatically becomes relatable. So
0: I got to ask, and we obviously didn't plan for this question, but I got to ask, how did it feel the first time that somebody came up to you and said, Hey, I love watching your videos.
1: It's still, I've been doing videos for, I don't know, 10 years probably. And it's still to this day is the coolest feeling when somebody walks up to you and go that you have no idea watches your videos and they go, Hey, we watch your videos every single week. I mean, that, even still today, that's, that's cool that perfect strangers walk up to you on the street and say, hey, we see your videos all the time. Or they give you a, hey, we talk about this on your show. It's it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's hard to beat that. It's hard to stop once you get that thrill right there. Like, then it becomes addictive, right? Yeah, it's right. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, you've been really successful in this and it's great to hear this. What has been a struggle you've had though? Because I think everybody has the ups and the downs. and the downs. Where would you say you've had a struggle when it comes to your digital strategy?
1: I think consistency is the struggle. And we talked about that earlier. When you are out on social media, when you, if you're going to do videos, do videos. You've got to set yourself up to be successful by saying, okay, I'm going to do this this day at this time. Every single, whatever your schedule is going to be, do it and, and stick to it. If you want to pre-record a bunch of videos or pre-do a bunch of posts on Sunday while you're watching football or whatever you do on Sundays, just schedule your post out on your business pages and just get them done. But be consistent to always do them because when you become less consistent, you become less professional looking. So that's, that's been my struggle in the past, but I'm, I hope I'm getting better at it. But that's that's the best thing to do is be consistent. It's awesome. And I should tell
0: everybody, in case you are listening to this, whenever this podcast drops, it will probably be about four to five weeks from football season. So get in four or five good weeks and then you can focus a bit more on football, too. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next question I have is really talking about the overall strategy of social media. So we all know that some platforms like Facebook are really big, but they've been shrinking a bit. You have some big up-and-comers, Instagram, that are growing year over year and getting bigger. And then there's some that have been around you know, for a long time, and, and they're kind of you know, uh, in the ether for some people. There's you know, Pinterest, and then you have you know, Snapchat, and you have all kinds of things like that. So as we look towards all these different things, you know, for, from you, what would you think would be the next big thing that's, that's big right now that is probably going to become obsolete, and why?
1: I think... Pinterest may be your next thing to go obsolete. It's really based on pictures. And that's pretty much what Instagram is based off also. So as big and fast as Instagram is growing, I think you'll see Pinterest kind of going away and Instagram kind of grabbing those people and move in that direction. It's all picture based anyway, so you're meeting those same people. So I think Instagram's gonna steal a lot of thunder from Pinterest.
0: And if you have somebody like Facebook, who obviously owns Instagram, backing that with their data, their possibilities with that, it's, it's, hard. it's gonna be hard to compete against you know, the, the powerhouse of Facebook and Instagram together. I think. Yeah, absolutely I agree with that. Yeah. And so then kind of a side question to that one. So what's the next social uh, or what social media avenue are you going to put more effort in over the next 12 months?
1: Uh, So what I try to do is I try to watch what college kids do. And if something pops up that's real popular with college kids, try to be an early adapter at whatever that one thing is. Snapchat kind of started real hot and then it's kind of fizzled. Uh, But you want to be one of the first people on there. Like my Instagram tagline is the Murfreesboro Realtor. So I was on Instagram early enough where I could claim my city and being the realtor in that city. Same with on Twitter, same way. Uh, so you want to be an early adapter into those, that next big thing. And you know, most likely if a social media event's going to happen, it's going to come from a lower generation and work its way up. Uh, that's why Facebook's still kind of the creme de la creme because it started, uh, a little younger than I am as far as college kids go, but those people have stayed on it. It's spread to their parents, spread to their kids. And it's, that's still why Facebook is like the go-to social media because it's, Started with a group and it's just spread from that group.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hmm. I tell you, being early is it's a it's a risk, right? But it's not a risk that really costs you anything other than time, for the most part. That's right. Like being early on Instagram, you know, you got the Murfreesboro Realtor. If Instagram would have fizzled out, you know, six months after it, you know started, it wouldn't have really been a big deal. But you would have had the opportunity, and I think a lot of people just don't take the time to try to become the, as I think Gary V would say, the digital mayor of, of that, you know, of a platform. Uh, right. So I really admire the fact that you do that. I, I mean, I really do, because a lot of people, they just don't take the time.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it doesn't cost anything. You, you find out that, hey, uh, Instagram's starting. Well, what's Instagram? Well, even if you don't know what it is, go start an account and just figure out what everybody else is doing and just try it. I mean, like we talked earlier, give it three to six months. And if it's not doing anything in three to six months, stop it. If it is, just keep rolling. Yep. Absolutely agree. So uh,
0: the final question that I have for you, and this is a big one. Oh my goodness, everybody brace yourselves. Uh, It's a question that I typically ask, ask on most podcasts. And that's, you know, what book or resource would you recommend for anyone in the real estate industry? Hey, go check this out. Read this. This helped me. Because I feel like that whenever it comes to learning and growing, if something has helped us as individuals, it might help someone else. So I'd love to be able to hear uh, directly from you what uh, what that might be.
1: Uh, the Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard is the must read for every everybody in sales, not just real estate, but especially realtors. Uh, realtors have got to learn that you're in this business for a long-term thing. It's not a, just a one-sale thing or a one-transaction type of business. You want to build a referral-based system and get that, client for life you want their business forever you want their friends and family's business and so the Raven fans actually sets up how to treat your customers how to make them feel that way you they know you're their guy you're their girl for their entire livelihood and every time they have a, a friend or family that needs real estate help they know hey I got my realtor they'll take great care of you the Raven fans is a must read
0: that's awesome and I love all the work that Ken Blanchard does uh, in the show notes, everybody, I'm going to put a link to that book. Cause I agree that is an amazing book. Uh, so if you want to check it out, I'll make sure there's a link there. Uh, and with that, let me do this. Hey, Sean, where can people, where can people find you, uh, in social media? What are some of your accounts?
1: So I've got the Murphy's realtor on Instagram, the borough realtor on Twitter. Uh, I run the century 21, right? Realty app. So it's just c 21 right? Realty on Facebook, uh, Sean ride on LinkedIn. Uh, Sean Wright on Pinterest. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. If you Google my name, I pop up.
0: (laughs) We can't get away from you. I love it. That's the way to be though, because that's how you actually capitalize on the use of the space. That's right. So that's excellent. Well, Sean, thank you so much for sharing with us. And, you know, thank all of you out there, the real estate professionals in the audience for joining us to learn about the tips and tricks and tools with, you know, building a, a real brand as a realtor. Uh, And we hope that you can really get some massive results for your clients. So I'd like to invite you to check out Sean's social pages. Also check out Clickly's newest webinars on www.clickly.com. And register for your free 14-day trial of our personalized realtor marketing funnels. Also check out our newest videos on how you can succeed in building your brand and growing your business digitally. I'd also like to thank our sponsor one more time, Beauty of Toxin Free. Uh, providing amazing closing gifts that will delight your clients and help turn their new house into a toxin-free home. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Beauty of Toxin Free. So again, I'm Brian Cox, and thank you guys for joining us here on Clickly Brands the World. Have a great day, everybody.